Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this look at the week ahead. We're going to look at Monday through next Sunday and talk about some of the biggest events in theatrical exhibition and streaming on broadcast, all of that stuff. As always, this is not an exhaustive collection. This is curated to some of the things that I found most interesting. So you can always check your local listings, movie listings, TV guide. I don't know. Is there still a TV guide? Whatever to see if there's other stuff that I might have missed. But let's jump into the week ahead and we will start on Monday where there's an interesting looking original film that's debuting on Hulu. It's called Appendage and it's from writer-director Anna Zlokovich. It's about a girl under stress who begins to grow another entity that begins to assert more and more control over her life. This looks a little bit like Malignant and I'm not sure if it's going to be a great movie but we are officially now in October which is spooky season so you'll probably find that I'm going to recommend several horror options for those of you out there that enjoy watching scary movies this time of year. There are a few recent films that are going to be available for purchase and high price rental on digital platforms this upcoming Tuesday. The first is The Equalizer 3, the supposedly last film in the Equalizer trilogy starring Denzel Washington. And then we have a fairly recent theatrical release, The Nun 2, which has been at the top of the box office. It was dethroned this past weekend, but it is now going to be on the digital charts, also available for purchase and high price rental. Also coming up on Tuesday is the finale of the Disney Plus series, Ahsoka. I checked out of the series until I could catch up with Rebels and Clone Wars because I understood the basics of what was going on, but I could tell that it really was meant for people that knew all of those storylines. So I'm sure I'll go back and watch Ahsoka at some point once I get through those shows. But if you're through those shows or you just like Ahsoka, get ready because that finale happens this Tuesday night. Also on broadcast this Tuesday is the third season of Chucky on Sci-Fi. He is back for a third hack and slash season. I haven't seen this series. I know that there are some folks that are big fans. And it appears that Chucky's moving on up and will be slicing and dicing in the White House. Normally I'd say this sounds pretty ridiculous, but the Chucky franchise has always been pretty ridiculous. So check out that third season if you love Chucky. This Wednesday on Netflix is a four-part documentary series called Beckham about football superstar David Beckham, chronicling his up-and-down career playing in England and his rise to global fame. So for international football fans, that's a docuseries that you might want to check out. Over on Disney Plus is another recent theatrical release. It was not a successful one. Haunted Mansion will be streaming just in time for the spooky season. This is honestly probably when it should have hit theaters or debuted as a Disney Plus original, but instead it came out in July and is still debuting as a Disney Plus original here in October. And then also on Wednesday is the second night of The Exorcist's 50th anniversary presentation from Fathom. This is a 4K remaster of the director's cut. The first night is actually tonight, Sunday, as I'm releasing this video. So if you don't get a chance to see it tonight, you can see it on Wednesday night in theaters nationwide. 
This Thursday on Max is the second season of Our Flag Means Death. The first three episodes of season two will premiere, with the remaining five coming out weekly. The pirate comedy will further explore the relationship between Reese Darby's amateur pirate and Taika Waititi's Blackbeard. I heard some really good stuff about Our Flag Means Death in that first season, but I never actually watched it. So maybe if this season gets similar good buzz, then I will also check this one out. On Netflix is the third season of the French crime series Lupin, starring Omar Sy. It will drop all seven episodes this Thursday. I was conditioned to say Lupin, like Harry Potter's professor, but apparently it's Lupin, like if Harry Potter's professor was French. Also available on Netflix starting on Thursday is the original series Everything Now, starring Sophie Wilde, who just starred in the buzzy summer hit Talk To Me. She now stars in this new teen dramedy from the UK as a teenager who goes back to school after being hospitalized for anorexia. I know why they changed the name, but I have to say that the series' original title, which was, and this is true, The F*** It Bucket, probably would have been a little better as far as marketing goes, but I also understand why you have to change it. With sex education coming to an end, there now seems to be a bit of an opening for a new teen dramedy type show on Netflix, so perhaps everything now will fit into that slot. Also streaming on Thursday on Paramount Plus is the new movie Monster High 2, the sequel to last year's movie, which is based on the Mattel dolls. That's right, this is a streaming sequel to a franchise based on toys, which is peak entertainment landscape right now. Claudine Wolf, Frankie Stein, and Draculaura, which to be fair are objectively amazing names, continue their adventures in the second Monster High film. And finally streaming on Thursday is The Boogeyman, which also was released in theaters this summer. It will be streaming on Hulu, so if you didn't get a chance to see The Boogeyman when it came out earlier this year, you can now watch it from the comfort of your own dark room. There are a few different options if you're going to be watching movies in theaters this upcoming weekend, and we'll start with the big nationwide release, which is The Exorcist Believer. Having done his Halloween trilogy, David Gordon Green is now relaunching The Exorcist franchise with Ellen Burstyn and two possessed girls. I guess the title Too Possessed, Too Blasphemous was too lighthearted. This movie actually was supposed to come out next week on Friday the 13th, but then Taylor Swift swooped in and this movie smartly said, no, we're not going to deal with that because the powers of exorcism may be able to beat the devil, but they definitely cannot beat Tay-Tay fans. Opening nationwide is an interesting looking movie called The Royal Hotel. Ozark's Julia Garner and Love and Monsters' Jessica Henwick star as two American girls who travel to Australia to work at a remote bar run by Hugo Weaving and trouble with the locals ensues. This film is by Kitty Green, whose last movie was 2019's acclaimed film The Assistant. I checked out the trailer. It actually looks pretty interesting. Returning to theaters nationwide this Friday is Hocus Pocus in celebration of the film's 30th anniversary. Hocus Pocus 2 came out last year, which honestly wouldn't make more sense if it came out this year, but you know, whatever, streaming. So if you want to see the Sanderson sisters back on the big screen, you can do so this Friday. Also opening in limited release is a film called She Came to Me, the latest from writer-director Rebecca Miller, whose last movie was 2015's Maggie's Plan. Peter Dinklage plays a composer who can't come up with an idea for his new opera. Anne Hathaway is his wife, a therapist and cleaning enthusiast, and Marissa Tomei plays a tugboat captain who believes that she is Dinklage's new muse. This seems like an interesting movie, although acclaim has not been universal, as we'll see in a few moments, but it's one of those things that I hope makes it my way or perhaps pops up on streaming soon.
Also in limited release is a movie called Dick's the Musical. It's billed as A24's first movie musical, the story of two identical twins who plot to get their parents, Nathan Lane and Megan Mullally, back together, featuring dirty songs with direction from Borat's Larry Charles. I also watched the trailer for this one, and honestly, it looks like it has about 20% odds of being really funny and 80% odds of being the most annoying movie that I've ever seen in my life. I don't really know if I want to gamble with those odds, but I mean, you know, Larry Charles has done some pretty good stuff in the past. I like the A24 brand. Maybe it's enough for me to give it a shot, but ooh, I'm just not sure about this one. Also opening in limited release is Foe from director Garth Davis, who also helmed 2016's Lion. It stars Saoirse Ronan and Paul Meskel as a couple who unexpectedly find out that one of them will be going to space and will be replaced with a robot to keep the other one company. We are in award season now, pretty much officially, which means that at least every week there's going to be a movie that looks like a banger that has some big awards names attached to it. Foe is the one this week. It looks like an interesting movie, and again, I hope I get a chance to check it out. Friday's also a big day on streaming. Loki Season 2 debuts on Disney+. Plus. There are once again six episodes in this second season, which debuts over two years since the first season ended. I will have a review of the first four episodes up here on the channel on Tuesday morning. Of course, Loki put MCU TV on the map along with WandaVision, so we'll see if it can revive the division's lagging enthusiasm and ratings. The creative team, it should be noted, has had an almost complete turnover from season one, but let's see if they can pick up where they left off with season two. On Paramount Plus is a new movie called Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, a prequel to Pet Cemetery that follows a young Judd Crandall as he first discovers the horror and evil of the doomed pet graveyard. I don't think anyone asked for or wanted this movie, but movies like this have succeeded in the past, so, you know, who knows. David Duchovny, Pam Gere, and Henry Thomas all co-star. Sometimes when I'm planning this show, I get a little bit of a surprise, and I certainly got one when I was researching this next movie, which is called Totally Killer. It debuts on Prime Video this upcoming Friday. The script for this movie was co-written by none other than Sasha Pearl Raver, my first ever co-host on Screen Junkies. I literally jumped out of my seat when I saw her name pop up at the end of the trailer. I'm so happy that she has a movie. It's directed by Nanachka Khan, whose only previous movie work is 2019's Always Be My Maybe, amidst a ton of TV work. Kiernan Shipka stars as a teenager who time travels back to the 1980s just in time to fight a serial killer who terrorized her mother as a teenager. Julie Bowen and Randall Park co-star and Jason Blum co-produced this movie. Of course, I'm biased because Sasha co-wrote the screenplay, but it looks like a really fun film. Debuting this Friday on Paramount Plus with Showtime, it will debut on Showtime this Sunday, is the movie The Kane Mutiny Court Martial, and this one is double bittersweet. It is director William Friedkin's final film, and it is also one of the final screen appearances of actor Lance Reddick. Both of them passed away earlier this year. It's an adaptation of the novel The Kane Mutiny with Kiefer Sutherland taking on the role of Commander Quig. It looks to be a fairly confined legal drama, but I love these kinds of movies, and Jason Clark also. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high-adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere Thursday at a new time, 10-9 Central on ABC, and stream on Hulu. So 
co-stars. Debuting on Shutter Friday is VHS 85, the sixth branded VHS anthology film. It's really a big week for throwback 80s horror. Five new VHS tapes debut in this latest film, including one directed by Scott Derrickson. This is going to be a Shutter exclusive, and this is a great time if you're subscribed to Shutter to make sure to look out for new movies. And finally, on Netflix this Friday is Fair Play. It opened in limited release not too long ago. It's now going to be available everywhere. It is a great, tense, psychologically dense drama. I would highly recommend it if you don't mind depictions of an incredibly intense relationship. And I think it again kind of heralds the true beginning of awards season. There aren't a whole lot of options on Saturday and Sunday, just a couple of interesting titles that I wanted to note. On Saturday, a new series from South Korea debuts called Strong Girl Nam Soon. It's about a young girl who fights crime and was also born with superhuman strength. Korean shows put up a lot of watch time on Netflix, so perhaps Strong Girl Nam Soon will join that list. Also on Sunday, October the 8th, it's a big week for small town Australian crime because Last Stop Larima debuts. It's a true crime documentary about the disappearance of one resident in a small Australian town of 11 people, which narrows the suspect list down considerably. This looks like a cross between a whodunit and one of those wacky slice of life documentaries that we've seen before. Again, maybe not the most prestigious or flashy thing debuting this week, but I also want to look at things that just kind of look interesting. So looking at the schedule as we lay it out for the entire week, first of all, theatrically, on Wednesday, the second night of Fathom's The Exorcist 50th anniversary re-release will happen. And then on Friday, The Exorcist Believer opens nationwide, as well as the Royal Hotel and the 30th anniversary of Hocus Pocus. In more limited release will also be She Came to Me, Dick's the Musical, and Foe. On streaming, Monday sees the debut of Appendage on Hulu. On Tuesday, The Equalizer 3 and The Nun 2 are available for purchase and premium video on demand. And the Ahsoka finale airs on Disney+. On Wednesday, Netflix's Beckham debuts along with Haunted Mansion on Disney+. Then on Thursday, Our Flag Means Death Season 2 debuts on Max. Lupin Part 3 debuts on Netflix. Monster High 2 debuts on Paramount+. Everything Now also debuts on Netflix. And The Boogeyman premieres on Hulu. On Friday, Loki Season 2 debuts on Disney+, followed by Pet Cemetery Bloodlines on Paramount+, Totally Killer on Prime Video, The Kane Mutiny Court Martial on Paramount+, Plus with Showtime, VHS 85 on Shudder, and Fair Play on Netflix. On Saturday, Strong Girl Nam Soon debuts on Netflix, and on Sunday, Last Stop Larima debuts on Max. And then finally, just one broadcast show that I'm featuring this week, Chucky Season 3 will debut this Tuesday on Sci-Fi. Before we go, as always, I want to do a feature that I call Rotten Tomatoes Decoded because I do think that the Rotten Tomatoes system is heavily flawed, and this week is actually a great example of why I think that is. Of course, the tomato meter is only an indication of how many critics liked a movie or didn't like a movie. It doesn't tell you how much they like a movie, and it can often be a bit misleading. So let's look at some of the more recent releases that we talked about this week and have talked about in the last couple weeks. Expendables 4 is still at the bottom of the list when we look at it by 
tomato meter score. This is the raw, fresh, rotten score. She came to me's at 63% fresh, followed by the creator at 66% fresh. Paw Patrol's at 79%. No One Will Save You's at 81%. And then we have a cluster of movies in the mid to high 80s, Dumb Money, Fair Play, Saw X, and then The Other Black Girl, which is a streaming series on Hulu. Then we have the new series Gen V on Amazon at 95% fresh. Wes Anderson's short The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar is also at 95% fresh. And then the Royal Hotel tops this list at 97% fresh. But let's look at this now by average score. So in addition to rating things just the binary, rotten, or fresh, many or most critics also give a movie or show a score between 1 and 10, and that could be much more instructive on how much critics like various movies and shows. So when we look at this list by average critical rating, Expendables is still down there at the bottom, 3.4 out of 10. Critics do not like this movie. She Came to Me is at a 5.7, which technically would be more in the rotten range, but still very close to where it rated on the tomato meter. But look at how these different movies rank. First of all, we have Paw Patrol, which as of the time I compiled this data, had a 6.3 average rating, but a 79% fresh. And look at these two films. And this is, you know, a little bit personal because I really, really liked The Creator. The Creator was at 66% fresh with a 6.8 critics rating. Saw X also has an identical 6.8 out of 10 critics rating, but is at 87% fresh, 21 percentage points higher certified fresh on the tomato meter, despite the fact that critics gave it the same average rating. What does this tell you? Well, it tells you that the creator is a divisive film. Having seen a lot of the feedback to my rave review for the creator right here on this channel, I can tell you a lot of people love this movie and a lot of people don't love this movie. And Saw X is a generally well-regarded horror sequel. I think I gave it a rating of it's fine here on the channel. Everybody seems to like it, and this is how mediocrity is often rewarded in the binary Rotten Tomatoes system. Because Saw X is generally regarded as fine, it's at an 87% fresh, and the creator, because it is so divisive, is at 66% because some people rate it very high, 8, 9, 10 out of 10, and some people rate it much lower. It has the same average rating, but that's not what people look at. They look at that tomato meter score, which shows you that Saw X critics love. It's certified fresh at 87%. And the creator, oh, critics aren't really sure. It's all the way down at 66%, almost rotten. But on average, critics feel the exact same way about both of those movies. That's why the Rotten Tomatoes system is so flawed. Here endeth the lesson. We have a whole cluster of shows at around 6.9 to 7.5. Dumb Money, No One Will Save You. The Royal Hotel, which was number one as far as raw tomato meter score, is down here in fifth when you look at it by average rating. It's at a 7.1 out of 10 average rating, but a 97% fresh. The Other Black Girl is at 7.2. Fair Play's at 7.4. And Gen V is at 7.5. However, if you're looking for consensus critical rating as far as average rating goes, then The Wonderful World of Henry Sugar is the most critically acclaimed program on this list at 8.3 over 10, a pretty significant advantage over the second place Gen V at 7.5 out of 10. So if you're looking for what critics like the most, it would be the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. And that wraps us up for this episode. Be sure to stay tuned right here on the channel. I'm going to have movie reviews. I'm going to have my review of the first four episodes of Loki. Of course, I'll also have charts with Dan. Any breaking news with the SAG after strike, they will reportedly be sitting down with the AMPTP this week. Could we see a resolution on that strike this week? I will break all of that down right here on the channel, as well as movie news and anything else I feel like talking about. Thank you so much for tuning into this preview of the week ahead. Until next time, stay safe, and I'll see you then. Bye.